Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through, that frizzy part, that was smooth. So shout out Way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code MEATINKS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code me tanks hi guys welcome back to the pod hope everyone had a good weekend i why does fall go so fast it's the best time of the year but it goes by in the blink of an eye i feel like it's already done it's literally already basically the end of october november goes by so fast because everybody is away for thanksgiving and then it's december right it goes so fast it's like To me, winter and spring take a year, summer takes two months, and fall takes one week, if that made any sense to anybody. (laughs) That's just how I feel. Guys, I've re-gotten back addicted to TikTok, and I don't love that for me because it gives me a lot of anxiety, and I've been like watching way too much of it, and then I try to go to sleep, and I can't fall asleep for like three hours. I wish... My stupid ass would become addicted to making content on TikTok again because I haven't been and I need to. And I'm just kind of like in a creative rut there. But 
I don't know. It's difficult. It's like that's the influencer life cycle, right? Like you start making content and you're so relatable and like you're just like everybody else in your living room, like chilling, whatever. And then you get these opportunities like you start to have all this incredible opportunity like to go to things and to have your own podcast and radio show and whatever whatever and then you don't have time to make the content anymore and then people are like you're not doing the thing that made you who you are and I'm like I know it's fucking stressful and it is different like you know this is not the this is not the topic of the day but it is hard and people are always like oh like you've changed like now you don't like talk as much shit about brands or and it's like yeah obviously that's human nature like it's human nature to change and adapt as as new things come up um so yeah I can't like run my mouth in the same way that I used to being like this lip gloss is disgusting because like maybe I know someone who works there whatever whatever it's just it's just different and I don't think that that's not being genuine I think it's just I think it's being smart. Like it, you, you would be hard pressed to find someone who didn't, as the stakes were rising, change their perspective and behavior a little bit. And if you do, then if you can think of someone like that, it's like, unless they're so big, like unless they're such a huge celebrity that they're basically ironclad, which by the way, I don't think any celebrity is anymore. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Speaking of TikTok, just last week, I did a segment on Glossy, the book by Marissa Meltzer about um, Emily Weiss and Glossier and more broadly about the girl boss era, how it went down, how it felt during the time and how it did feel that they were all canceled. Now, you might say to me, they all deserve to be canceled. And I really, really want this smart group of people listening to this, this community to put on your thinking caps for a second and separate the individual cancellations of all the girl bosses and just think about it more as a trend because I think that there's two conversations to be had we can go through all the girl bosses and we can say was this right did they apologize in the right way did they have the right response etc and we can also look at it as a trend and why I'm bringing this up again is because uh right now on TikTok if you are not aware Matilda Jerf is kind of getting a lot of backlash because she was calling out people for duping her line Jerf Avenue. And again, I kind of want you to separate what you think about that and think about it more broadly because I will be completely honest with you. My first reaction was, damn, y'all switch up quick. Okay. That was my first response to it. I'm going to be honest with you. Matilda Jerf, on the whole, if you follow her, I've been following her for ages. Also, let me back up a second. I always like to go with intention, right? I always like to go with intention. On the whole, Matilda Jerf for years has given so much inspiration to so many people. She is, to me, one of the sweetest, most pure influencers that I follow. Like I have literally had thoughts before where I'm like, I wish I could be as perfect as her. She's so good at her job. She's so positive. She never misses. She is such an incredible influencer. Like I have literally had that thought before and been like, she's so good at her job. And I envy how well she's able to serve her community and how instinctively she knows what to make and say and do all that stuff. And personally, I love her content. I find her to be lovely and inspiring. And all of a sudden, you know, this issue has happened. And I'm not actually interested in this current moment in talking about the issue of dupes and whether she was right or wrong to say she's going to sue the people making dupes. I'm actually not interested in that. I'm interested in the phenomenon of how essentially people wait for a reason to be able to shit on someone, on a woman online and descend on them like a pack of dogs. And the comments 
they're not all about, if you go look at the videos, they're not all about the issue. In fact, very few of them are about the issue of dupes and suing someone. They're all like, oh, she seems smug or like, oh, this or that. And it's like, a week ago, you guys were like, mother, mother, oh my God, mother, um, she's so perfect. Like, I love her. And it's like, I thought about all of this a lot. And what I want to say is, I think we need to stop. Well, so first of all, women do not get to make mistakes in business. They just don't. And that is the connection that I wanted to make between this and the girl boss era is that, do you know how many men have made you know, missteps or mistakes. I'm not saying what she did is a mistake or not, but I'm just more broadly saying, do you know how many male CEOs or founders have made a mistake and we don't even notice, we don't even investigate it further. And women make one misstep and we're like, eradicate them from the face of the earth. They don't deserve their platform, de-platform them, blah, blah, blah. It's like, um... Okay. I want to call out um, one creator who has a really good video about this. She is at Barefaced Media and she made a very interesting video about why she thinks this happened. And she was basically saying if this had occurred at the beginning of when Matilda had launched her brand, this wouldn't be happening. There wouldn't be outrage. But because it's happening now and because she just had all this success, that's why people are coming like down so hard on her and it's like you think about it you see there was a New York Times article celebrating her success there was her pop-up in New York that had lines around the block and it's like oh all of a sudden all of a sudden we need a reason and we got to just go after her I really want to look at this as the nuanced and complex issue it is because I do think it's nuanced and complex and again I'm not speaking to directly the dupe issue or whatever although I think that if people directly copy your designs like that's not cool I just think it's interesting the way that people switch up with women when they are doing particularly well I love Matilda Jerf I support her and her business. I personally love her brand and I love following her, even though sometimes I wish that I was as cute as her and perfect as her, but whatever. Um, Yeah, it's an ongoing conversation. And you know what? A year ago, I would have never said this because I would have been afraid and people say, oh, Tinks, well, you're saying that because, you know, of Tweetgate and this and that. And I, I really don't care anymore. I'm interested in having this conversation with you guys. I'm really interested to hear what you think. Crucially, I am not saying that women should be let off the hook or be protected from all criticism. I'm not saying that whatsoever. What I am specifically commenting on is how the phenomenon of a woman can make one misstep in the public eye and the entire internet will turn and switch up so fast, pulling things out of their asses that they were saying the exact opposite a week ago. And I don't think that men get the same treatment. What breaks my heart is that it's women doing it to other women. Like, let's just say your favorite influencer did something wrong, okay? It doesn't mean that they are completely a bad person or that everything, the bond that you felt with them before, the content that you absorbed with them before is fake. And that's what people need to get into their heads, right? Like no person is perfect. And it's bizarre that we elevate influencers to godlike status. And then the second that they show us their humanity or the second that they do anything that doesn't align with our version of them in our heads, we descend on them. And I need to speak about this because I think it speaks to a larger dystopian thing that is going on in our society online and it's to do with women and as I have a predominantly female audience I want us to all be super hyper vigilant of this and hyper aware of this and our reactions to influencers 
I truly, genuinely, maybe I'm naive, don't think that anybody in our community would ever leave a horrible comment on someone's video or send them a horrible DM or message. But I think it's an interesting conversation and I and I want to have it with you guys. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I am about to fire up my group chat because I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I love the idea that we can take it any way we want. We can go to a fancy dinner. We can get rowdy at a pool party. I've heard of the famous pool parties in Scottsdale and I need to experience them because there's nothing I love more than sunshine and a good time. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with brand new releases and next listen recommendations. There's a story for every listener from classic favorites to exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors. Okay, so you guys, I listened to The Shards by Brett Easton Ellis on Audible and it was so scary. Okay, I was freaking out. I would be in my car listening to it and I literally sometimes would have to pull over because I was so engrossed in the story. It's set in Los Angeles. It is a mystery mystery, thriller, whodunit. And it is so scary and it's so emotive. And I literally was addicted to it. I couldn't do anything else for like two weeks while I was listening to it. Audible members can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. New Audible members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500-500. 500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora. 
be love. A consistent body care routine is so important to me, you guys. I love to feel good in myself. I love to feel good in my skin. It is our largest organ, so I like to take care of it. And I like to look good while naked. Yes, I admit it. You guys know I am obsessed with Osea. And a lot of it in part is because of how the products make me feel. So I love that I can trust everything that they make because they put such care and thought into each product. And I love how the body products make my skin feel very soft, very smooth. There's a no harsh chemicals or dyes in any of it. It's just natural and it makes me feel naturally good. Glow from the inside out with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code TINKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60, head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code TINKS for 10% off. So speaking of having compassion for other women today, I want to speak about why you should cut your mom some slack. I am 33 years old, so I'm a millennial. My mom is in her 60s and I receive a lot of emails and AMAs about mom criticism and like being at odds with your mom and um, especially when it comes to weight. But there are three topics that I really want to focus on with this, like three mini topics. And then I want to give some context as to why I think our moms are all kind of like that. Maybe, you know, in some areas more than others. And then give some uh, suggestions about how we can give them compassion and see more eye to eye while also still setting our boundaries. So also there there's like a big trend on TikTok, like a constant trend about like almond moms, which is basically if you don't know what it means, almond mom is a mom who just like will eat almonds as a snack or or like she will just get oatmeal at the breakfast buffet or, you know, people say people do like what my almond mom eats in a day and she eats like a yogurt and then like a half of a cottage cheese and some cantaloupe and like calls it a day. Yeah, I get it. Those videos are funny. But are they? Because aren't you just like making fun of like an eating disorder that was basically normalized for an entire generation? Whew, sorry, I came in hot there. But like, let's really think about it. So in our mom's generation, and I'm speaking broadly, I know we have listeners of all ages on this pod, which I love, but I'm, I'll am i speak to my experience and like other fellow millennials. When our moms were growing up, there was only one option, and that was to be small, and that was to be married and to have kids. And they were not shown any other archetypes of uh, female empowerment. They were not given any other options. They weren't encouraged to not settle. They weren't encouraged to go to therapy. They weren't shown any body diversity. Like if you think I've done an episode before on how bad millennials had it in terms of fat phobia and not showing body diversity and this, that and the third, like we have it bad too. But if you think we have it bad, had it bad, I'm sorry, our moms, it was like there wasn't even a hint or a whiff of any diversity. Okay. In terms of bodies, um, role models, uh, life paths. There was nothing like that for them. Then with us, when they were raising this new generation of daughters, you know, we were growing up around the time of the Spice Girls and it was just starting like girl power. Okay. Feminism, like in a real way, in a real actionable way. Okay. Like, you know, these girls, our daughters can have more options than us, but the amount of unlearning that they have had to do and are still trying to do is 
quite insane. I feel that it's almost impossible for us millennials to unlearn the internalized body dysmorphia. Think about how much we talk about timing and how much reassuring we do in this community about like, there's no timeline. It's okay if you're not married by your 30. Like we are not even there yet. So if we're not even there yet, think about how difficult it is for our moms. Okay. So I'm going to back up a little bit. I will speak to my experience and I want to say that like I have nothing but compassion and love for my mom. But for a long time, I felt like she would make comments about portions or my weight and whatever. Do I think that my mom was trying to hurt me? Absolutely fucking not. My mom would do anything for me. She's the best mom in the world. But it was just more what they did. You know, like my grandmother, I remember my mom telling me and my grandmother was telling me she was like, yeah, on Mondays I wouldn't eat. She was like, I would just only do liquids on every Monday to maintain. They'd call it maintaining, you know, instead of like that was just the verbiage that they used. And I was like, damn, that's like pretty fucking intense. Like, that's pretty crazy. And, you know, when my mom would say stuff like, "Okay, you don't need that portion or like when she says stuff like, oh, I was I was 130 pounds on my wedding day or whatever, whatever. That's because that was just completely acceptable when they were growing up. So when our moms make comments and I'm not like making excuses because I know it's like really, really painful for some people. But when they make comments about our weight, about our food, about the way we eat, whatever, it is all from their own pain. And it is because it is what they grew up with. Now, I think that a lot of the women of our mom's generation have done incredible work on working on themselves and about realizing that, okay, you don't need to starve yourself. Okay. It's actually not cool to like comment on other people's bodies or comment on, you know, the portion that your kid has or whatever, but it's so difficult. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit of education and this is why it's so important to have conversations and not just be like upset at people. So someone wrote into me, which gave me this idea of being like, can you talk about almond moms? Like my mom always makes comments about my body and my food, especially around the holidays. And I feel like that is such a universal experience. If it's not your mom, it's your grandma, it's your aunt saying like, oh, careful, like don't have another piece of pie. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, let me live. But it's because that they were truly like born into fear. That if they didn't make themselves small, they were not going to be valuable. And that was the only way that they could get by in life, which is so sad. So anytime you're feeling frustrated, try to go with compassion. And I'm not saying just take it. I'm not saying just sit there and like be berated about your portion size. But first, have a moment of compassion and then be like, you can say it. You can say. And and I've said stuff like this to my mom in the past. I've been like, mom. I really don't like it when you comment on my portion size. For me, that was always it because I would always eat very fast and I would always eat a lot. And my mom would always be like, you don't, you, you know, take a break. And every time my mom would say like, oh, eat slower or something, it would make me eat even faster and eat even more because it's just like, you know, it, that's how it makes you feel when someone comments on your food, whatever. Eventually I was just like, mom, we're not doing that anymore. Like you, you everybody's got to take care of themselves. Everybody's got to eat in their own way. Just gentle, gentle, say that stuff, whatever. And my mom didn't mean it in a malicious way. She, and she claims, by the way, when I talked to her about this, she's like, I never dieted. I never commented on weight. And I'm like, mom, you, you just did it. You didn't even know because there was only one way when, when you were growing up, you, it was just like subconscious, like, oh God. And I, and I do feel guilty because I feel like, 
every single time we'd be on vacation and there would be like a beautiful breakfast buffet or like all these fun options, my mom would always get oatmeal. And me and my brother would always be like, mom, it's so boring. Like, why don't you get waffles or pancakes? And it's because she's like fucking terrified, which is so fucking sad, right? That's so sad. So again, it's about like having that compassion two things can be true at the same time. You can have compassion. You can try to teach your mom or your grandma or whoever is making comments to not comment on your food and your body, but you can also set boundaries and be like, Hey, like, I really don't like it when you do that. It makes me feel really bad about myself. And, you know, maybe give some resources, like send some clips on Instagram. Like my mom's very into Instagram right now. So I just send her reels about like body positivity and like, you know, all that stuff. And and she loves it. And that's like how you teach someone is through compassion, not through being like, fuck you, mom, don't comment on this. But the main thing is like, they did not have the resources, which brings me to my second topic that I feel is so different for us and our moms, which is mental health and therapy. They just did not have the resources. When our moms were growing up, it was like, you only went to therapy if you were, quote, crazy, right? And now we talk about therapy every single day. We talk about our mental health. We we ask our friends, how are you doing? How's your anxiety? Are you coping okay? Have you considered going on medication? How do you feel? Like we have the language and the verbiage. I mean, some would argue we've taken the verbiage too far, which I kind of agree with, but that's a thing for another time. You know, And we are empowered to talk about it. We are empowered to go to therapy. We have options. There is genuine. I mean, it's nowhere near good enough. Trust me. I know that. But there's a lot of affordable options for therapy now. And before it was like you couldn't even find a therapist because that would mean admitting to your friends that you needed to see a therapist. So, again, that's such a huge difference. And we just have a wider vocabulary to speak about what we're going through. And we are a lot more in touch with our feelings, our emotions, our mental health than our moms were. They just weren't. And think about how isolating that was for them. Right. Think about how freaking isolating that would be, you know, as a mom. Imagine you just had a kid. You're going through postpartum shit. Back in the day, it was not considered normal to talk about that with your friends. And now I feel like we tell each other everything. We're so open. We have Instagram. We have TikTok as a resource. We have all these resources. And it's very normalized to share with what you're going through. Whereas our moms just, they just were kind of like in it by themselves. And my mom always like to kind of connect both mental health and like the weight thing. My mom told me this story. She said, I I don't know why it's not not even really like a story, but I just remember her telling me she was like telling me about when she had me and she was so like shell shocked from having a baby. Obviously, in the days after, you're just like, well, what the fuck did my body just go through? And she said, and then all these people like try to come over to see the baby. And she said she was like in her room and she was trying to pull her jeans on and they like didn't even go over her thighs. And she just had this moment where she was like, what? the fuck and she was just like freaking out she was like I had this new baby and I was like I guess I didn't even realize like how much my body had changed and all of a sudden my jeans just like didn't even go over barely went over my knees and she was like and it was so scary and I remember asking her I was like well who did you talk to about that and she was like no one she was like I just was yeah I was just like damn I best I, I guess I have to lose this weight now again I'm not saying it's perfect we have miles to go the leaps and bounds that we've made from then till now is so much. And that's, again, why we have to just be compassionate with our moms. Okay. And then the third thing is about marriage and settling down. And my mom actually has never made comments about this to me. So I feel, I mean, 
cool. Love you for that, mom. But I know a lot of moms do make the comments and the holidays are coming up and you do get the comments of like, why aren't you dating anyone? Or like, why aren't you, you know, you need to settle down. I mean, even sometimes my mom will be like, well, why aren't you even like going on dates? And I have to explain to her and I just like sit her down and I'm like, okay, this is the state of the world right now. This is the state of dating. Again, for people whose moms do make comments about like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have a child? Blah, blah, blah. Again, they did not really feel like they had any other option than to get married. And I'm not saying there was a whole generation of women who settled, although, but I'm saying they felt like there was only one path and all of the feeling that we have, all the stress of the like, there's a timeline, there's a timeline that is inherited fear. That's what that is. It's inherited fear. And our moms still have that. They still feel that. So even though it's natural to get frustrated and to say like, uh, you know, mom, you don't get it. Like there's no one to date, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's so much actually better to sit down and say, okay, mom, let me tell you about the apps because they're actually crazy right now and spend 10 minutes explaining it to her and have her be like, whoa, that's really stressful. I didn't understand that you have to talk to someone on Instagram. And then it's a whole thing about if they follow you and if they watch your stories. And once they start to see they they get it, they're like, oh, my God, like this is a whole different world. Or just telling them statistics and be like, mom, there's a record number of women who are uh, over 30 and unmarried right now. Like so that she doesn't feel fearful for you because it's not from a place of her thinking that you're not going to be okay. It's just her being afraid and looking at your life through the lens of that fear. And a lot of moms do that. All moms want is for their daughters to be better than them. I think that's like the most beautiful and emotional thing. That is a universal thing that moms want, right? So go from that place and work backwards. And I know sometimes it's frustrating. Like I would be lying if I said I didn't snap at my mom and be like, mom, like just shut up. I want to eat pie for breakfast or like I want to do this or that, like whatever. But you got to know it's coming from a good place. Now, I'm not condoning. I know someone out there will be like, no, my mom's actually horrible and said all this mean stuff to me about my body. Okay. Nothing is universal. And I'm sure that there are some really difficult mother-daughter relationships out there. But I'm saying for the whole, try to look at your mom with compassion, cut her some slack and teach her. Some of the best bonding moments that I've had with my mom over the past couple of years have been me setting aside my frustration and being like, mom, let me just actually teach you. Like when I actually taught my mom about DMs, And like how stressed out I get with all the DMs, like the nastiness, like and actually showed her some of the DMs that I received and whatnot. She now sees it through an entirely different light because she would always be like, just respond to all of them. Just be nice to everybody. Like, just just write back and be nice. And then I showed her one that's like, I I hope you die, Tinks. And she's like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like, this is different than what I thought it was. So that is my wish for you going in this holiday season is have compassion with your mom, teacher. But also don't take any shit. If you need to leave and go for a walk around the house, around the block and Thanksgiving, do it. If you need to set a boundary and say, mom, I'd actually prefer to never talk about weight again with you. Please just don't speak about it with me because we're never going to see eye to eye. That is also okay. I hope that this was a helpful episode. I will see you back here on Wednesday for the live show. I will be back in New York by then. Okay. I love you all. Hey, also, if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you sent it to a friend. It really does mean the world to me when you guys do that. So thank you for everybody who does that. And I'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. 
have you heard about Roback Activewear? Well, let me introduce you. You may have seen that subtle dog logo on your man's polos, hoodies, or Q-zips, but now Roback is growing their women's line. They strive for the best fit and best feel. I am so glad that Roback is now doing women's wear as well because they really have it down when it comes to super soft athletic wear that is just the cutest ever and so, so, so comfortable. You know me. I'm all about comfort. I'm all about feeling cozy while on the go. And I am always on the go. So go Roback. We love that you're in women's wear now. It's 2024. The spring's coming. And ladies, it's time to check out Roback for yourself. So use the code TINKS on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order for all hoodies, joggers, skorts, and more. That's spelled R. H-O-B-A-C-K dot com. That's 20% off with the code TINKS.